You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And I have to say, Ian, you're joining me in what I can only describe as a pit of hard drives. I have been oh, on really? an absolute hard drive recovery bender over the last this week. This is ongoing, is it? Still still at it with the old hard drives? That's just the number of hard drives I've got. I reckon I've got about 15 to 20 hard drives around me, and I've been going through them one by one with a piece of software to try and pull out anything that's on them that may be of value. You know when you delete something that's years and years ago, and actually when you go back to that years later, you think, oh, that would be quite nice to have be nice yeah. to keep, keep kept that. Well, I wondered if I go back through, say, 15 years of hard drives or more, what gems am I going to find? And I found some real gold. I, I, it's a wonderful thing to keep old hard drives and dive into them with, with this kind of discovery software. Um, yeah. Because if you delete a partition, it can reveal that unless something's been physically overwritten on the disk. Sure. Um, and I, so you found more stuff, have you? I found I found a ton of stuff. I found a really interesting video of me sitting in my old kitchen in Beckenham, swaying from side to side with what I can only describe as a double chin and, uh, and the first iPhone. And I don't know <laughs> what I was doing. Um, I found a video of me eating beans while listening to Green Day for about two minutes straight. And the file wow. is just called Nate Eats Beans. Incredibly literal. Um, I found quite a lot of pictures of old girlfriends. Fortunately, none were um, indecent because I would feel very guilty about still having any of those. Um, Not that I ever had any, but uh, there was nothing like that. Uh, It's just generally been um, a nice, interesting little trip down memory lane. Lovely. Have you ever done? Have you ever done that? No, because I because I don't. If I if I want to keep something, I keep it. I never delete things I want to keep. Um, and I've never videoed myself eating beans listening to Green Day. I never really listened to Green Day, but also never felt the need to make videos of myself really at all unless there was a job involved it. Well, I would have argued at the time that it was probably connected to my work because I imagine what I was doing is testing out video capture of Mm. some form, and I needed something to do to just record, and that kitchen was very unphotogenic. So apparently my chin and an iphone was 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 sufficient i've also found an old photo of me with another iphone rubber banded to the side of my head while our old colleague nick hyde stood next to me in high-vis jackets and a fire extinguisher looking (laughs) what i can only describe like a pretty convincing jack nicholson from the shining um what I I remember something about that. Yeah. What was that? What article was that for? It was something remember? to do with iPhones running hot, and I decided the best way to test that was to strap one to the side of my head for the day, and then get Rupert Goodwin's to put one of those little thermal uh, things next to me to, to to test the temperature. Right. And Nick was there for photographic reasons only. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um so um I, i'm just I'm, I'm trying to yeah i i i sort of have vague memories of you rubber banding a phone to your head but yeah one of the things it, i was really vague. hoping to find was a lot of the old episodes of um cnet tv that we did back in the day because ah. i know that they exist somewhere and i have found um a few things i found an old pilot we did in about 2008 uh, for a, a music show and i've got some of the oh late- yeah i remember that yeah i've got some but- of the later ones that actually went out but i found one of the ones that was never broadcast um, right. So that's now safely stored. But I'm only halfway through this journey. But it's been really, really fun. Uh, <laughs> well, tedious, good. but fun. Very, very fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't fancy the idea of going through old files like that, really. Why not? 
oh, it just sounds boring. It well, I'm a nerd, and I like, but, and I'm a bit of a hoarder when it comes to storing old memories. I like. Yeah, you see, that's the thing. I'm not, and I do. There are times when I regret that. There are times where I think, oh, it would have been nice to have some of those photos, like some of the photos that ended up on Facebook. I wish I'd sort of saved things I was tagged in and kept them in a folder somewhere because obviously once you're off Facebook, that's it. You you, you can't get those back. Um, well, the great thing about... Memories are essentially gone. The great thing about facial recognition in some ah. of the software that I use is I can do a search for Ian, i.e. you, and it will just show me every photo I have of you. And I think there are a lot I could always well, then just export should... them all and send them yeah. to you if you would like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you, you would should like do them. that. That that would be good. Um, there's 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 a lot of stuff. There's a hell of a lot of uh, of, of stuff. So well, I'll... we did knock around together for several years, didn't we? Still are doing, mate. Well, we are. Yes, I don't. We don't photograph it as much these days. No. Well, no. Well, we hang out. Photographing at... things when we were at CNET was obviously part of the job, wasn't it? So we, yeah. were, you know, there was we would often be um, found in photos together. I'll find some absolute gold and I'll share it with you and Brilliant. I'll share the gold of the gold in the Discord for people to look at. Um, <laughs> but stuff. I but I feel with that little personal story time safely concluded, it's time to get on with this week's show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sky News wrote this week that the minister in charge of the new law regulating behavior online has told social media bosses to, quote, remove your harmful algorithms today or face criminal prosecution, a swift criminal prosecution, no less. Sky wrote that Nadine Dorries uh, said she'd been working with officials to make the proposed online safety bill tougher to tackle tech firms who she said, quote, have the ability to put right what they're doing wrong now. The plans include accelerated controversial measures that could see tech executives facing jail time under the proposals, which are currently in draft form and, to be fair, have been for bloody ages. Tech companies would have two years after the passage of the bill to prepare for the introduction of these criminal sanctions. Now, I covered this development for Bloomberg uh, as well, and I I sat through quite a long hearing with um, uh, with with Dorries and uh, Damien Collins and a lot of the other DCMS people and people in charge of making this bill become law. And there were a few standout quotes. Um, One of the things she said was, quote, why would we give them two years to change what they can change today? Remove your harmful algorithms today and you will not be subjected, named individuals, to criminal liability and prosecution. And she specifically called out Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, but also another Facebook chief, XMP Nick Clegg, um, of course, one-time leader of uh, runners-up in several general elections, uh, Nick Clegg. Now, the online safety bill will attempt to impose accountability for illegal and potentially harmful content 
uh, online. We we know a great deal about this already. Uh, material promoting terrorism, spreading disinformation about all sorts of things. COVID nineteen's accelerated the interest in this within MPs, but in general, it's about protecting people from things that are just plain wrong or. Uh, or dangerous online and companies could be fined as much as 10% of their annual global revenue if they breach regulations annual global very important because as we know these companies don't pay a great deal of tax on their profits in uh, Britain and if they were fined on those it wouldn't be a great deal of money now Doris was speaking with members of the joint committee in charge of drafting the bill on Thursday this was the day that I was sitting through all of this uh, and the UK is examining its draft of the bill the online safety bill because it's set to be managed by regulator Ofcom and put forward for approval as soon as December that's very very soon Ian that's like a month away it is now I've I've covered a lot of these hearings uh, in parliament over the last few years and most of them speaking really honestly aren't ultimately newsworthy many are in fact hours long and tedious some exceptions uh, were around the Cambridge Analytica stuff um and I have to say Dory's she she pulled no punches and I actually isolated a couple of sections and these were the sections that when I when I heard them my first words to to my team was something like shit she's pulling no punches here we're gonna have to do something on this and so i pulled out a couple of those quotes that really pricked up my ears would you like to hear them yes please okay so this is her speaking to uh this group of mps uh and uh uh, people basically in charge of putting this into law that would govern the likes of facebook twitter tiktok google and so on and so forth let's not underestimate the fines you know, 10% of global turnover. I think Facebook turned over £86 billion last year. That is a considerable amount of money. But also, there is the criminal liability on individuals. And I think people like Mark Zuckerberg and Nick Clegg and others who are wanting to take off into the metaverse, my advice would be stay in the real world because this act is going to be, this bill is going to be an act very, very soon. And it's the algorithms which do the harm. And this act will be there and it, you will be accountable to this act. That was that was the first one that I thought was significant. She's doing her very best Valley Girl impression with the, the way her intonation works. Yeah, well, I've got another one if you want to hear it. I, if, if anything, also, the, the second one, which was, which was only shortly, and I've ever so slightly truncated it um, just to cut out a, a few garble bits in the middle. Um, but I think Did she call him Mark Zuckerberg as well. Let's find out, shall we? This is <laughs> this was the second one. This was the one that really said, "Okay, we've we've got to do something on this." So, to platforms, um, take note now. So, it will not be two years. We are looking at truncating that to a very much shorter time frame, and that's one of the areas as the Secretary of State. I want to go further with this bill. I think it's just a nonsense that criminal liability that platforms have been given two years. To, to make themselves ready for what would be criminal action. They know what they're doing now. They actually have the ability to put right what they're doing wrong now. They have the ability now to abide by their own terms and conditions. They could remove harmful algorithms tomorrow. Now, I believe we heard that they're putting 10, 20,000 engineers onto the metaverse. Well, I, my strong suggestion is that those, and rebranding does not work. When harm is caused, we are coming after it. Put those 10 or 20,000 engineers now onto abiding by your terms and conditions and to removing your harmful algorithms. Because if you don't, 
this bill will be watertight. I'm looking at three to six months for criminal liability. Remove your harmful algorithms today and you will not be subjected, named individuals, to criminal liability and prosecution. Strong words, in my opinion. Very strong words, yes. Um, And I can't argue, although I can argue with huge portions of the bill and huge portions of things that that Dori says um, on other Almost all things, really. um, I can't argue that she's right as far as the time like you don't need to give a company two years to fix something like that particularly if they know it's coming and they know how to do it so yeah i mean that's uh, and that you're you're right and uh, i mean I, I it's difficult because i'm not convinced that they know what they're doing anyway uh, the government i don't i don't know if this bill uh, you know the, the the suggestion that it could be watertight really made me laugh because i simply don't believe that's the case there'll, there'll be some way around it not least the possibility that Facebook might just stop operating in the UK. Uh, but I'm sure that won't happen. But it, it is interesting to to think that something, some good could come out of this quite quickly. But I, I'm too sceptical and old to believe that that's actually the case. You're right. And well, I'd say you're right in your opinion. You're not right that you're you're old. But the but we've seen that happen. You know, we saw this in, uh, say, in Spain with Google News that was recently turned around after the best part of a decade where they couldn't agree to um, to to pay publishers and publishers didn't necessarily even have a choice about whether they wanted to be paid. So Spanish Google News just stopped existing. Yeah. And they pulled that back this week. So it is a way that you can get around this. But I think the stakes are significantly higher uh, for the likes of uh, of Meta and Facebook and Instagram and uh, and other platforms. But the reality is that this is almost certainly going to become law. And if it becomes law in the current form, um, then perhaps we're looking at by the summer next year, companies potentially being... Uh, falling foul of it if they haven't changed anything before then which would be very interesting particularly since you can imagine mark zuckerberg not coming to britain because to my knowledge he's never been since the cambridge analytica thing because damien collins during the cambridge analytica uh, hearings made a massive show of the fact that zuckerberg would never come and speak to them in person he'd always send someone else to come and do it and he's even said something to the extent to, to the to the um uh, essentially, if if Zuckerberg lands in Britain, he'll issue a formal summons. Um, yes, that's what Damien... I think was putting him off, right? Because you can't say you can't, you can't say no to that, can you? No, if you're well, not if you're summoned. You can obviously avoid it by not coming here, uh, and yes. it's, and it's not a criminal charge, so you can't be extradited under a, a treaty. But uh, if if you formally summon somebody uh, when they come here, then then you could still do that if you had reasonable grounds to do it, which I think they probably would get away with saying that they did. And Damien Collins, for what it's worth, um, I've met him a couple of times and talked to him in depth at his office about tech. And he knows his stuff. I don't always agree with a lot of what he says, but he does know his tech. He well, that's really, good. really, that's, really that's knows his tech. Um, that's encouraging. Which is uh, which is refreshing. Yeah. Um, it's I one, it's one thing think... to have people in power who you don't agree with their general policies on, but it's another to at least know what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's where I where I fall on this. I mean, I'm I'm no fan of Nadine Doris at all. I think she's a despicable person. But I also, at the same time, um, if if we can extract some good from this, and and you know, if our agreement 
happens to align on what should happen with Facebook and Twitter and others, then f- f- so be it. That's what that's what MPs are supposed to do. You know, I, I don't have to like her or agree with a single word she says, but she is supposed to operate in my interest. Yes. Um, e- even even if, you know, I've not voted for her. Like, that's the whole point of it. That's why being an MP is such a, an important part of democracy. Uh, I just feel like they don't listen to that a lot of the time well we can always um, extend so you, that into the house of lords you know our favorite <laughs> unelected people who have an uh, almost unrivaled power to control what does and doesn't become law none of whom we can vote for and most of whom are picked by their mates well that is that is certainly true although i've, I've fewer problems with the house of lords in many ways uh because they tend to be much more balanced they, they seem to be you, you're much more likely to get dissent from a conservative MP against a conservative policy in the Lords than you True. would be in the House because they are, I mean, I'm not saying it's necessarily a good thing. They tend to be older. They tend to be quite experienced. They're not necessarily career politicians. Oh, well, they've got tenure as well. Like there is, I mean. Yep, they can't be fired. Yeah. Short, so, yeah. short of a scandal. No, exactly, and 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 that. So there is there is some benefit to it. Like I, I, I'm not I'm not one of these people that necessarily thinks that dis- disbanding the lords would be a good thing as such. Um, but I, you know, at the same time, it it, it is. You're right. There there are problems, but uh, it will be interesting to see. I mean, I think I think the big problem here is, you know, uh, what do you define as a harm? Like, you know, uh, uh, what what are we going to say? Like, I mean, how do you? How do you categorise what is and isn't misinformation? For example, you you could say, um, I don't believe the the COVID nineteen vaccine works. Say you might write that on Facebook. Now, is that something that we're going to expect Facebook to suppress, even though it's someone's opinion and it's not um, it's not stated necessarily as fact? You know, what? How far is it going to go? Are we going to get to a point where Facebook is it actually really struggles to operate as a social network because it's having to suppress so much content that everyone sort of gets very disillusioned with it and just walks away because if they're not seeing updates from people because they've been suppressed it's it's going to be very difficult like the, the law is the easiest part in many ways um, and then coming to an agreement about it and you know getting the companies to pay any fines that they accrue that could become very difficult in itself because they you know you could be tied up for years in court i mean facebook and all these tech companies have a lot of extremely highly paid lawyers working for them. Um, you know, and I, I just have this feeling that they'll be in court constantly and they'll be constantly fighting something, but they're all already in court constantly fighting something. You know, Apple, Google, Facebook, Twitter, they're all in court all the time. So is this no, not really a change of anything for them? They're just going to pay their lawyers um, and, you know, fight everything tooth and nail and they'll win some and they'll lose some. But, you know... Well, the bill is expected to be proposed as soon as December. Um, Inevitably, it'll get delayed and then there's all the debates and commons and then the Lords and then revisions and then eventually maybe royal assent. But if they if they pass this as soon as next year, then we could still see criminal sanctions in place um, late next year if if it goes the way that that we just heard she would like it to go. Um, You can absolutely bet your bottom dollar or indeed your bottom pound that we will be uh, we will be looking at it as we see the final text. So uh, look out for that. But any views you have on all the criminal sanctions stuff and the harsh words we've seen towards social media companies and rebrandings on today's episode, though, do let us know. Hello at UKTechShow.com.
Well, uh, I want to talk about your home or your work computer. I mean, a lot of us have recently been working from home and some of us have used work computers that are provided by our companies, right? Mm. Um, and it's reasonable to expect that your company and your boss can keep an eye on some of the things that you're doing with that computer. Uh, for example, what websites you visit during the day, making sure you don't run any problematic software and perhaps even keeping a check on the emails you send. I mean, none of that is news and none of it's particularly scandalous. Uh, but it does also seem that businesses are going a little bit beyond that at the moment. Um, that's according uh, to a story on the BBC this week uh, where one employee uh, claimed that they were ordered to use their own laptops or desktops to connect to their office-based computers, which were more powerful, um, so they could continue to do work there. Um, but apparently things took a turn for the invasive when Chris, uh, not their real name, a 31-year-old engineer, popped into the office and saw screens showing other employees' desktops. No. Uh, the manager was apparently... Yeah, yeah, apparently so. The manager was apparently watching everything they did, not just in work time. And the story is not very clear about this, but it sort of implies that this was sort of went outside office hours as well. It, it just says not work, but it could be, you know, when you have lunch at work, you know, you, you might spend that hour watching YouTube videos or something, right? I mean, mm. that seems fair game. It's not a problem. Um, but so that was the story sort of is a bit ambiguous about it. But um, it's a general trend, right? Increasingly, companies are making their employees agree to invasive monitoring when they're home-based. Um, it can range from things as in, in, unbelievable almost as keystroke logging, so you know, a record of literally everything you've typed during the workday, uh, through to using your computer's webcam to see if you're sat at your desk. Sorry, Nate, sitting at your desk. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I do, do apologise. I hate it too. Uh, the trade union prospect is asking for tight regulation on such egregious surveillance and wants to make it illegal to use a, web, a common employee's webcam to watch them during the day. So what are your thoughts on this? Um, I've, heard about, uh, I've heard about this monitoring being done, but not quite this egregiously. Like I've heard it being done in the sense that, that managers are uh, sort of pressuring employees to, to, to check in more and to sort of show that they are visibly working. I've not personally heard of any examples of people having things key logged and, uh, and and have their cameras used, which, as you say, I mean, it sounds like a massive <clears throat> invasion of privacy. It surely would not appear in your contract that that's OK, particularly. Well, I mean, no. it'd, be, it'd be bad enough if it was being done in the office. But you have to take a certain degree of assumption that there is always somebody sort of watching in, in some yeah. form when you're using a company computer on the company network in the building. I don't think it should go to the same extent as, as looking through your webcam all the time. And I don't believe most companies do. But when it's at, when it's at home, that's, that's different. Even if it's a company laptop, that should not be allowed. No, I, I agree. I think if, if if something's happening in your home, it's in your home. You're, you're entitled to a degree of privacy there. Um, here's some stats for you. Apparently, 13% of people, um, according to Prospect, are monitored by cameras. That's up from 5% in April. And 32% of employees are monitored in some way when they're working at home. Uh, and, the, and the numbers between when you go to the 18 to 34 numbers, which I don't know if I have right in front of me, um, people aged 18 to 34 are apparently the, the most surveilled. That's 48% of people apparently are being watched in that age group. Wow. I don't know if that's because people in tech may be a bit younger. Um, so that might explain why that you know there's because tech companies are going to find it much easier to deploy these solutions, aren't they? Because it's what they do. 
Um, but it is it is absolutely shocking, and I I can't imagine a situation where I'd ever agree to let a company monitor my personal computer. Like if if they want to watch what I do on the work laptop, I don't have a huge problem with that particularly. I would draw the line at the webcam. Um, but the, the last couple of companies I've worked at, I've just I've used my work machine for work, and that's it. I've you know um, I've not used the email for personal reasons. I don't feel the need. Um, I, you know, I remember that every chat, every every Slack message, every email is the company's property, and they can look at it. And I always operate under that sort of thing. Don't say anything in those mediums that you wouldn't want to get back to whoever you're saying it about, or to be seen by a manager. But when it comes to this kind of stuff, like logging keystrokes and stuff like that, and mo- you know, monitoring your mouse movements to make sure you're actually at your desk, that stuff is worrying to me. I mean, what? I mean, what is the what 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 kind of paranoia is is fueling this? What do they think they're doing? Well, this is I think this is part of the problem. I mean, what, if you think about it logically, like there is no reason that most people couldn't work at home. If you're working, if your if your day job involves a computer, um, there's probably no reason you couldn't do it from home. But companies hate that because they've lost control. They 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 automatically sort of in their management heads say oh is he working as hard as possible you know and I'm I have managed people and and it is very difficult to you know you don't know if someone is actually doing their job or mucking around but at the same time this is the part of being a good manager isn't it it's about setting realistic objectives for employees making sure that they're hitting those objectives um you know and 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 not giving them enough room to not do their work but then at the same time trusting them and and saying okay well if if you need to go out um to get kids for two hours or whatever do that and then make up time later you know i don't need to be watching you all the time to make sure you're sat sitting at your desk i just mm. you know you just i just need to know that the work is going to get done that's my only objective but and companies what... really have a huge problem letting go of that control all they want to do is ensure that even if you're not actually productive that you're sitting at your desk day in day out from nine to five doing something you know theoretically related to work uh, and it, it is it's unproductive because you know as well as I do that say for example if we just do take what we know which is journalism how, you know what what percentage of your day is actually writing something I might be staring out of the window watching a squirrel uh, looking at the trees but that doesn't mean I'm not thinking about work it, you know it's 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 really hard to quantify what isn't isn't work you know everyone needs breaks they need to switch their brain around and you know come up with solutions on their own and this all just is about a lack of trust yeah and it's the same reason they want us back in the office because they don't trust us and kate says in the chat as long as the work gets done and on time who cares well they do and And then the answer to that is no they shouldn't but they do care i agree i mean i've always preferred to operate like this and i've i've i always used to say that my ideal job would be like uh, Mulder and Scully in the X-Files. Not so much the investigating of the paranormal, um, but the fact that what they seem to do is... is It, it seemed that they had been given their assignment for a year and then be like, right, go and get on with it. And, you know, one day Mulder's on yeah. a boat somewhere off the, you know, uh, Siberian peninsula or something. And, is, and that then... the, is that the submarine episode? 
Well, he was always seemed to be on a submarine. There, or... there was a, there's that episode that's shot like it's one take, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, it's great fun- piece of TV. It's it's fantastic. But you know, they always seem to be somewhere, and you know, some stuff they'd expense stuff, and sometimes they'd be in the office, and sometimes they'd be in trouble for something they did. But ultimately, their job was to just go out and solve problems and and things. And I always thought, well, yeah. that's that's what I want. I don't want people breathing down my neck. I don't think I should be removed from scrutiny of what I'm doing, but just that freedom to just no, let sure. me get on with my job. But not all jobs are like that. They, it has to be said. No. And I was reading a book uh, recently actually by a comedian called Daisy May Cooper, and she in this book book she was talking about really crappy old jobs in a supermarket where someone was apparently caught stealing some clothes and so at the end of the day every employee would have their bag searched that and happened to me when i really? worked at curry's yeah they searched our cars i mean to me it, it's just about as offensive as you can possibly yeah. be isn't it like yeah. you're not even I, I don't know i mean it's it we could go down a rabbit hole with this i just think i think it's a massive middle finger to to employees to do that but it is what i did wanted to point out is that i know that this uh story that, that you're talking about is is based on a recent uh story and come and employees coming forward but i do remember a, a couple of months ago um there was a story in the u.s where something similar was happening in in schools right where during uh, lockdowns, kids who maybe were on lower, uh, from in families with lower incomes, were being given uh, given computers so they could remotely work. But then their activity, like their emails and uh, and chat logs and web browsing history and webcams, I think in some instances, were being remotely monitored, either mm. actively or or after the fact. And I think the schools who had deployed software to do this with were looking up for things like you know self harm and. Uh, and, me- and mental health and everything like that but but they weren't told about it and wow it's um you know it's just a, a, it's not good a, you can't you, i mean i, I think the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions right mm-hmm. i mean it, you know the, the idea of watching out for kids is a, a laudable one but d- doing it at the expense of their civil liberties is is a is a problem um and you just can't you can't say yes to that it, it goes back to that conversation about we had last week and the week before about face scanning you know it, there are some things that you as soon as you head down that road it's very difficult to come back from it you can even look at it as you know the the social media thing like we, we can't come back from this now we have this huge problem that social media creates and we have no way to easily solve it um but if you don't start down that road in the first place if you say up front right we're not going to monitor kids or we're going to make it illegal for your boss to monitor what you do during the day beyond what they can reasonably do on a on a on a computer network so for example it's quite simple and obvious that if you browse the web on a work computer that's probably going to go through a a VPN it's probably going to be going through a proxy server there's going to be a log of it you know you got when I was worked in IT support many years ago I could hop onto the exchange server and look at anyone's email so you've got to remember that IT can do that you've got you've got you know the employees need to know that's true and the companies need to be clear and honest about it I think and but it doesn't go further than that it, it isn't like we can't just watch you on our webcam um, and particularly not if you own the computer like you know that is a, a separate issue altogether because essentially what they're doing is i would say is committing a a, a 
a crime under the Computer Misuse Act. They're essentially hacking into your computer without your express agreement and watching you go about your day. But that's that's hacking. You know, that's the sort of thing that would get you jail time if you were a, someone doing it to someone else. So I think good strict laws would be a really good thing. And and I think the problem is the government has a, a dichotomy on its hands because it wants people back in the office because it's slowing down the economy of, you know, Pret. <laughs> but at the same time, what's the point of going to an office a lot of the time? Why don't we, you know, um, uh, Snail Scribbles in the chat said that you know, the mental health implications of making people be productive for eight hours a day, five days a week is terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, wh- why not let people be a bit happier? And if they if Fridays they've got to get their kids a bit early or, you know, Tuesday they need a doctor's appointment, why not let them work from home and then have everyone in the office occasionally so that you can be collaborative um but they, it, you know it, it comes down to trust and I, I just think companies sitting with a board of directors and looking at profit you know they, they might see trends going one way and then think that the solution to it is to force their employees to work harder but that rarely is the problem reminds me of that uh, episode of the simpsons where homer gets put in charge of a new plant and he walks into the control room and there's like two or three guys working and they say, oh, we're working, we're working hard. And Homer sort of looks at them and says, could you work harder? And <laughs> just start typing faster. Like, yes, sir. Like, that's just not the way the world works. But I like your example of, of Pret as well, because that is one outlet where it would be very difficult to check what the employees have been taking advantage of, <laughs> given that mostly what they sell is food. There's one surefire well, way to, to investigate that, but it'll take you uh, 12 to 24 hours and is not a job that I think any manager particularly wants. Um, no, but if you have an example of how this has affected you, perhaps you've had uh, your fecal matter probed by a manager. Um, just let us know the story, the horror, and what you would do about it in future. Hello, and we'll keep your name out of it as well if you want us to. Just say I'd like to remain anonymous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hello at uktechshow.com. I'd like to take a quick moment to thank our patrons, of course, for supporting us directly. If you are one of them, uh, you beautiful, beautiful people, you, this is your extended ad-free version of the show, and you're about to hear this week's third uh, discussion story. If you're not a patron yet, but have been enjoying Text Message just for the price of a coffee or two a week, you can get access to our full-length ad-free show, listen and chat with us as we record live, and get our Patreon-exclusive show, Extra Message. You'll be supporting Ian and you'll be supporting me and getting a lot more of what we do. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash UK tech. I think it is time for us to check in with Mr. Tom Merritt, who as ever has been scouring the world of tech all the days that we aren't and has summarized it in just 30 seconds for you. This week on DTNS, The Roadshow's Tim Stevens helps us understand how the supply chain is affecting electric vehicles. Sean Hollister from The Verge explained why the GeForce Now game streaming service is the best, though you may not want any of them. The Maersk Shipping Company wants to help small businesses challenge Amazon, why Intel's new Alder Lake chips may put them back on top, and Nate helped us understand what the metaverse actually might be. All that and more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. See, even more inexplicable was the fact that you were on it and you didn't remember. <laughs> yes, and for those of you listening wondering what happened, uh, just before that promo, um, in uh, what is almost certainly about to be an outtake at the end of the show and our uh, on our extended version, is the fact that I accidentally played the wrong promo from Tom for the second week in a row, but this time realised it before publishing the podcast, and as Ian just pointed out, 
should have known better because I was actually on DTNS this week and didn't hear mention of that whatsoever, which Tom normally very kindly points out. So we've now come to that point in the show where I have to go because I'm incapable of doing my job. But (laughs) not before saying, Ian, you are one of the most magnificent creatures in the world and i've been enjoying this last hour thank you yes it's been lovely and i and you are also a magnificent cable hoarding creature who i adore thank you (laughs) i have very little else to say ian goodbye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details